Good morning, Sun Valley Church. Welcome back to The Voice of the Valley. I'm Jeremy Pinch, and today we have a special episode of The Voice of the Valley. We have a few families here with us to talk about loyalty, and specifically loyalty in the church. And we got this idea of this podcast from an experience that John MacArthur experienced early on in his ministry at Grace Community Church. And this was discussed on a podcast, uh, I don't know, a few months back now. Uh, He was confronted in a staff meeting by a couple of fellow pastors that made it clear that they were not his friend and they intended to send him down the road. It was a coup d'etat, some would say. And uh, from our own... French people would say that. French French people would say that. Um, uh, So from our own experience and our experience at Grace Community Church, we wanted to talk about loyalty and why it's so important. And we have a few families here today uh, to walk us through uh, some past experiences and discuss such an important topic like loyalty. So we have Jesse and Stacy Benedetti here. So welcome, guys. Good to see you. And uh, Tim and Tiffany Freeze, who are here as well. It's good to see you guys. Thanks for thanks for joining us on the podcast. And today. they're all really excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been hard to get going because they're just so excited to <laughs> share their experience yeah. and their wisdom. Yeah. Yeah. So to get us started... Why Why is loyalty so important? John, we'll start with you. Uh, why is loyalty in the local church so important? And then we'll just we'll just bounce around and, and hear what well, other I people have to say. Well, I think we all say. have a, uh, an opinion on the matter based on our experience you know, that we went through here at Sun Valley, but also just listening to that podcast that you just referenced from MacArthur kind of helps you understand the importance of loyalty and how uh, disloyalty leads to disunity and disunity dishonors God Uh, it offends the Holy Spirit when his people are not unified Uh, in fact we're commanded to be unified right in Ephesians 4 and uh, we're commanded to do so because uh, and, and, and it offends the Holy Spirit because his primary role in the church, that is, after conversion, his primary role is to maintain the unity of the Spirit, unity of the Spirit. So his job is to keep us unified. And so when we do things sinfully that, that disrupt the unity, it's disappointing to him, and he's grieved. And so it's important that we, and I think we need to make sure, before we get too far into this, Jeremy, what loyalty is and what it isn't. We're not talking necessarily about loyalty to an individual or or loyalty to, you know, whatever, a a plan. Uh, We're loyal to Christ and his church, right? And and because of that loyalty, because of of our interest in uh, promoting Christ and his name in our community, being loyal with each other is, or within the body, is critical because... Disloyalty leads to disunity, and disunity displeases God, and so we 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 want to make sure we're we're doing that that we're loyal to each other, um, to the Word of God, to Christ, and to Christ's servants. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're after there, Jer? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
This is your podcast. This, I mean, this is. Come on. <laughs> Actually, so, this is Stacy's podcast. It is. She She's the one who emailed me about a month ago and said, hey, you guys ought to do this. Remember that? So can, that didn't mean we should do it with you. <laughs> well, I know that, but since Jeremy and Rick and I have really not a lot of input on the matter, we thought we'd bring you guys in. So it's actually Stacy's fault. So we know who to blame. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a great idea yeah. because of the importance of it. I mean, if we're talking about, if we're thinking right, thinking about loyalty is thinking about unity, right? Mm-hmm. So For sure. Mm-hmm. So, for you guys, how would you, how would you, Tim and Tiffany, Jesse and Stacy, how would you define loyalty as it relates to a local church, and and the the pastoral staff? How would you define loyalty? I think what John said about being loyal to Christ, uh, that podcast that you're referring to, talked a lot about just being loyal to the truth and how important that is. And then when we're loyal to Christ, then we're able to see what he's commanding us to do. Mm-hmm. I think what John said is exactly right. And and being loyal to the truth is being loyal to Christ. Right. Right. So yeah. you can't separate those two things. Nope. Mm-hmm. No, I like what you said about the interests, his interests, whether it's mm-hmm. um, the gospel, the truth, the people of the church. Mm-hmm. Get closer. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit closer. Sorry. 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 His interest being the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I read an article recently about, um, it was kind of like gardening type of article, but it was um, talked, I was thinking how the well-being of our church matters and that it's, to me, it's like a garden. And um, so Sun Valley is like, for me, in my heart, it's like a garden that God gave me to tend. And so when I think about what I do in my garden, it takes a great deal of effort. It takes time, intentionality. Um, and if you want good fruit, then you have to do what's best for your garden. And sometimes that's weed and prune, love, cultivate, water, feed, like all those things. So I think faithfulness would be faithfulness to God and faithfulness to his people would be how I would define loyalty. Hmm. Yeah, so... You guys are here specifically to retell a story in the past here at Sun Valley Church. Um, why don't you Why don't you go ahead and walk us through uh, what happened here um, with with one of the pastors here and and how that affected you, how it affected the church, how you know what what all happened. One of the past pastors. One of the past mm-hmm. pastors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because one of the pastors here would make people think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we're kids. You can think of that a lot of ways. Here uh-huh. means this room now. You <laughs> and me. So right. You and me. What we're talking about, or pastors here being in our church could include Whitmer. <laughs> well, and he's not here he's right not, now. Yeah. So. Yeah. We all know his commitment to loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it's it, I'm. Yes, we have. Yeah, it's, yes. a, it's a past experience of our church. And by the way, I think well, we need to say up front, <coughs> it was a painful, difficult experience, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. really good for our church, really yeah. good for us. The reason, I think one of the reasons you two couples are in this room with Jeremy, Jeremy and I is because of the amount of growth that took place in your lives mm-hmm. through that whole thing, mm-hmm. I think. Definitely. I mean, oh, for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, who would like to tell the story? (laughs) I got it written down. (laughs) Um, I would like to ask Tim, though, to keep it down a bit. Settle down. Starting to dominate (laughs) the conversation here. I'll try. Uh, Yeah, so, like you said, it was a past family that was at Sun Valley. Um, The reason, I guess, we were so involved in it is because they were our family i mean mm-hmm. we loved them they were yeah just really close to us um i think probably for us was that when we were in relationship with them things would happen um where maybe half truths were being told that because of our relationship we loved them and believed them um which is which is what you do to people. Yeah. You believe yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially your pastors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because we had a such a close relationship with them, they were, you know, sharing their heart with us, um, with both us and the Benedettis and um, others. Others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we just encouraged them to talk to the other pastors, the other staff. Um, that maybe they should say something. I know about that their concerns. You mean about their concerns or their hurt feelings or their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, any, but in, any issues they were having. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. instead, uh, that didn't happen, um, and it was kind of held on, from my perspective anyway, um, held on to and maybe nursed a little bit their offenses and their frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, by that, well, held on to by them or by you? By them. Okay. Yeah, I would say. Um, yeah, we were in the process of getting a building. Um, the Sun Valley was. And I think it kind of all came to a head uh, when the church was to vote on that building. And we, from, our, from Tim and I's perspective, all we saw was chaos happening in the leadership. And... I would say that that was totally one-sided because we never went to John or to anybody else on staff to to say, hey, is this happening? Because we were being confided in. And so we felt like... You believed it was happening. Right. We didn't want to gossip or or go ahead of, you know, maybe what they were doing to be able to um, confront the issue. So from what we saw, we were like... We can't vote yes for something that when we see so much chaos happening, um, which I mean, looking looking back, I'm really thankful we didn't vote vote yes for that uh, church building because we have this building now, which is such a gift uh, from the Lord. But and that was providential, completely big time. Yeah, that that God could use a negative right to pull this off right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing to think back of yeah. all the ways that God protected our church mm-hmm. um, and protected us personally mm-hmm. just from um, the situation that was happening when shortly after that vote, I think, is when they decided to pack up and leave. And I had a conversation with Deb, actually. She maybe doesn't even remember it. And I just asked her if she had noticed all of the things. And she said to me that she had no idea that he was offended or had any issues at all. Had concerns. Yeah. Right. And so, and I don't we think talked anybody about, did. No, we talked about that um, afterwards too. 
um, you and Sherry came over to the house and mm-hmm. we had a conversation about it. Um, but I, I was blindsided. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had no idea that what he was saying to us wasn't accurate. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I want to think the best of people. Um, and so I want to, I want to believe that he was actually feeling those things. Uh, but I think what I've come to believe is, I mean, he was a wolf in our church and he wanted to lead it astray. And it's hard to say that about someone that you love. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't know if he, it would be, I've thought about that a little Mm -hmm. bit, what you just said, what, what was his desire in that whole thing? Uh, I don't think it was to lead the church astray necessarily. I, maybe it was. I don't know. I'm just guessing here, but because yeah. I, I don't know his heart on the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think it was, it was uh, more particular than that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Yeah. I felt like it was. He wanted to be the head pastor, mm-hmm. and I felt like he. Um, I wish he was here and we could ask him. Um, you got his phone number, Jared? What, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he chose selfishness of his own desires over faithfulness. And I felt like he has an overblown sense of importance in our church. And when he didn't get what he wanted, then he was willing to destroy it. In fact, he even said to us that the Holy Spirit wasn't present in this yeah. church. And I think I wished, you know... And it, again, it's God's providence, but I wish we had the discernment and the maturity back then to be able to examine and question better mm-hmm. um, and get down to what his motives were. Mm-hmm. We, but I how, just, how long ago was this? This was I don't even know. I was thinking 10 years ago. I, more than that, because I think yeah. Lila was a baby. So well, I think and 13 I, and, and years. You're, we were, saying, you're saying you wish you had more discernment. And Jesse, yeah. I'd like you to speak to that in a second. But mm-hmm. you guys were new in the faith. Yes. Very. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. You were just mm-hmm. kind of baby Christians at the time. Mm-hmm. So and what were you going to say? Well, he he took us in. Like he he was the first person here to do Bible studies with me and a book reads and asked me to participate in youth groups. So he be, I mean it was he a was genuine a mentor. mentorship. Yes, and yeah. Um, but looking back, I mean some of the things that were red flags asking us to not approach you or approach mm-hmm. anybody else. I mean that was a red flag that just we didn't, didn't, we didn't notice. It. We were we had that um MacArthur called that blind loyalty, mm-hmm. that we are just following him with blind loyalty. What's that quote you used about the MacArthur podcast about loyalty? Not loyalty. Um, Dis- uh, discernment. Discernment, yeah. He said the biggest problem in a church is a lack of discernment. Yeah. And doctrine is the truth by which you discern. <clears throat> That's appropriate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. I think the other thing that was hard was that, I mean, we had, what the church had been around for a handful of years it wasn't five yeah something like that mm-hmm. and so thinking about we had not made the effort necessarily to know john well enough to know that those yeah. things would be out of character for you right and I well think that, that's one of the the challenges of new relationships right? i mean we i knew tim kind of in high school right not me in high school and him in high school i was a youth pastor <laughs> I'm like 30, 40 years older than Tim, but but, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean we I, we knew each other, but it was right. superficial, right? You know, so yeah, so yeah, there wasn't that depth. No, Mm-mm. so I think that 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 is part of the thing that I look back at. You know, we didn't think the best of everyone in the situation. I know I didn't, and so when 
when he would tell our family something because of a relationship with them, we just believed him. Um, kind of like Jesse was saying, he was blind. Yeah, because I mean, we we spent a lot of time with them. I mean, they were dear friends, and that's what I think made it, I guess, easy to believe them because you want to believe your friends. And so we got drawn in that way. And um, the red flags that we're talking about, I think we realized that when they up and bailed, like, Okay, you're not willing to work through this. You're not willing to, you know, talk to somebody if you have an issue with them. Um, that's when, at least for me, I started started thinking about that. You know, something isn't like, right. Well, let's put the brakes on a bit. Here. Right. What's what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. So I came over to your guys' house, and I can't remember we, if we, we came, came to, to your, you. Yeah, at our house. Um, or was it here? I think it was here. Not here, but. At the office up, up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like to, I like to kind of explore if we don't, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your anticipated? What were you anticipating in that meeting when you met with Sherry and I, both of you guys, both couples? I was anticipating going to a different church. I mean, we had talked about like these are the things that we need to discuss and find out. And if what he is telling us is true, we need to find a different place to worship, Um, which is heartbreaking to think about, like just the naivety that we had. Um, Yeah. How about you guys? What did you, what was the... I was expecting to just hear what the mess was about. Like what all was going on? How do we fix it? What do we do? How do we where do we go from here? Um, I was expecting that what he said was going to be true because I, we wouldn't, I mean, none of us. Unfortunately, understood. no one on this side of it knew what was happening. Right. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. none of the elders. Right. <laughs> Which was mind blowing to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that's not the message we were getting. No, he that's said that he was talking with you frequently. He was talking with our head elder who he was also saying bad things about to to get you know to get us on his side but yeah well that question I don't know where it was that you sent about um oh how did you come to an understanding of truth when we met with you it literally just took five minutes Mm -hmm. for you to say I had no idea Mm -hmm. I don't know you know you had no idea. I just felt like the Holy Spirit was just saying to us, this is all bogus. This mm-hmm. is where we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. He was lying to us. Um, it really just took a matter of a few short minutes to realize that we were betrayed mm-hmm. um, and that, you know, this is this is our home. Mm-hmm. And as painful as that was um, to go through, um, I don't, can't think of anything else in our history of being believers that has made us love the church more and be more committed and more loyal. And, and so there's the good thing, yeah. you know, uh, it's, it's easy to, to dwell on the past and the pain and the things that, that were done wrong. Um, because it's human nature, right. For us to, uh, you know, kind of, but the, the, the better half of this, uh, podcast and, and experience 
is what you just said. Mm -hmm. Is uh, Stacy? It was it was the the growth that took place in each of your families, mm -hmm. and now that has been passed on to your children, who have no doubt benefited not because of the story, but because of your experience and the growth that you gained from that experience. Mm -hmm. It's just to me a, a, a wonderful expression of the love of God and the mercy of God on our church well, and, and on you two families. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit is off obviously here and at mm -hmm. work mm -hmm. because, um, I mean, I just can't even begin to talk about the goodness of God through the, all of that muck when, you know, through our own personal sin, through that sin, through all of that ugliness, the lies, the deception, we get this building and we get the Whitmers and God is still faithful to do what he wants to do in his sovereign power and authority and, and through providence. Everything he wants accomplished gets accomplished. And I'm so thankful for that because it's easy to, for your whole life to feel sick and guilty and disgusted mm -hmm. by, you know, that experience. But the whole time God is just working out his plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my fear at that time was for the health of our church yeah um and particularly you guys you know yeah. you two families and and the potential um train wreck mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. could have happened mm -hmm. yeah uh, and the, lo the lord had mercy yeah i mean it, it could have been you could have easily said no i don't believe you right to me right. <laughs> yeah but i agree with stacy like it was minutes in our meeting that we knew exactly what had happened and you're I going mean, <laughs> right. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> what? I, was, I, right. I felt like angry going in, and I felt yeah. embarrassed. Oh, minutes in the meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's a good word. Yep. Yeah. Angry or embarrassed? Embarrassed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was. Well, I want to. I want to hear from Tim, from Tim and Jesse on kind of how you guys, um, both of you, how how you guys shepherded your wives and families through <laughs> this. How did it, how'd that go? And what and what maybe did you personally learn to kind of navigate that? That was rough water for yeah, both of your families. So yeah. the thing that I've taken from it is if there's something that you have an issue with, especially within the church, mm -hmm. go and deal with it. It may not be easy, but that's what needs to be done. Get it out in the open. Talk to who you need to talk to. Um and it may I mean, not I be think an issue. through this, right? And it may not be an issue, but I think through this, I mean, obviously, I think our relationship with you has grown through this, John. Um, and so, yeah, just trying. I mean, if Tiffany has an issue with somebody, I encourage her to talk to him. And obviously, that may not be the most, the easiest thing to do, but I think it's the beneficial thing to do after looking at it, looking back at this and what everything that has happened. If communication would have happened with who was offended in the first place you know we don't know what could have happened but yeah how about you i agree with everything tim said and um i just look back and see how and tiffany alluded to this earlier about we voted no for I think we're the only four people that voted no for the church. Building. Yeah, I still have that on record. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which was the ninety-nine point six percent vote, but it wasn't hundred percent. Well, um, no, it was. We remember we announced we had to have ninety percent vote, and because of 
because of negative circumstances, mm -hmm. there were some no votes that got it to 89.5. Yeah. Oh, wow. We were talking to each other through this, um, but you just look back, like I said, about God's sovereignty, that everything that happened with the church, the, um, the growth I think we had spiritually and the, the relationship we were able to, you know, uh, create more of a relationship with you through this. Um, it was, I mean, it's been a blessing. It's, it, I mean, I would have gone, I'd go through it over and over just for the outcome, believe it or not. Um, but when you're in the midst of it, it's not, yeah, yeah, but, not. <laughs> yeah but you're in, you're in the midst of it or even right afterwards, it was, um, it was one of the most excruciating things that we've so gone how, through. So how life. did you, how did you, Jesse, being the leader in your family, how did you navigate? How'd you, how'd you put Stacy on your back and get to the yeah. other side? You, yeah, you know, if you're, if you're going across the river to make the... We all know that she puts me on her back to cross <laughs> the river. I gave you a chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. So, Stacy, how did you... Yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot of conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of tears, a lot of conversation, a lot of talking to these guys, the freezes, um, because we're there in the same shoes and... Um, but really, once we had that conversation with you, it was like God removed the blinders and it was done. Mm -hmm. There was no need to have any more conversation. Um, it was that was God's grace and mercy yeah, too. That yeah. very thing. It was it was over. Other than the embarrassment mm -hmm. from not coming to you earlier, um, it, it was it was done. Mm -hmm. It was interesting that because I think that our our anger switched from John and the church and what was happening to them to really being mad at them for having deceived us. Mm -hmm. um, but you've grown past that too. Yeah. I and mean, now, and now you're seeing the, the fruit, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Of, of God's gracious goodness in the midst of really hard times. Yes. That's, mm -hmm. I love, I love how God takes, such negative circumstances and just flips them 180. Mm -hmm. You guys are partly the people you are today because of that negative mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's like, wow, mm -hmm. it could have been completely different. Yeah. E even even if even if uh, um, how can I say that? Even if you didn't respond as well as you did, mm -hmm. it could have been a completely different situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in your spiritual lives. So how do we, what do we learn? How do we, how do we grow in this? Mm -hmm. To how do we avoid this kind of thing in the future? Sorry, Jeremy, for taking your, your no question just, there. Is that I'm, all right? No, I'm I'm sitting here listening to you guys. So. Okay, uh, because I mean, you don't want your allegiance to be to a man, right? Mm -hmm. That's one of the things we learn here. Our allegiance is to Christ and and His Church. Um. So how do we how do we take what we've learned and shore up the the, the dike so that we don't get flooded again in our in our church at Sun Valley? How how do we learn so well <laughs> that this is highly unlikely to happen again? What are some things I just that you've thought about? So I think it's what I had said earlier would be the number one thing and if you're involved in it and 
you need to ask the questions, not just believe one side of it. Try to get both sides and actually see what's going on. Um, because even though you're, we're dealing with the church and we're dealing with church leadership, I mean, they're still sinners. They're still men. And so it's to get, try to get to the bottom of it. And I'll throw in, you have to be involved in it though, I think, to do that, not secondhand hearing through gossip. Mm-hmm. I think if you're secondhand hearing through gossip, you need to put a stop to the gossip, not mm-hmm. um, try to solve the problem. But if you're involved in it, I mean, try to talk to the people who are involved in it with you or who you're being offended by or mm-hmm. hurt by and just try to get it out in the open and, and deal with it. I think, too, recognizing that um, if God is sovereign, he's sovereign over our offenses and all of those Mm. things, too, right? So if I'm being offended by somebody, I need to look at myself and and figure out why am I offended? Mm. What is it that's offending me? Um, Most often people aren't thinking about you when they're offending you. I mean, has been my experience. And um, I wish I wish that there were times that we could have said that to them, like, maybe this is about you and not about him um that maybe that would have helped stop kind of this pattern that they have um but i think i think we have such an amazing gift in sun valley that knowing who your leadership is having conversations with them and recognizing that the men that are leading this church want more than anything to honor the lord And if we believe that and believe that they're following the truth of God's word, Mm -hmm. then we need to think the best of them. Um, And I think oftentimes we get into these situations where you're frustrated or whatever, and and it's easy for Satan to just whisper those Mm -hmm. half-truths to you Mm -hmm. that can be believable. And I think we just have to fight against that. Mm -hmm. Um, We're family. He is is prowling. Right. And he's wanting to disrupt the mm-hmm. local church, especially the ones that are honoring God. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so we, you see you see church splits all the time. Mm-hmm. And thankfully that didn't happen here over this thing, but, but this is what Satan's up to. Mm-hmm. He wants to divide us. He wants to disrupt the unity. He wants to, you know, shame Christ's name mm-hmm. through the behavior of Christ's people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I learned a lot about um, what Tim was talking about, and I think that's helpful for the people at Sun Valley is if someone's confiding in you because there's an issue and um, and that issue like in our circumstance wasn't resolved for a, I don't know how long it was a while. few months mm-hmm. um, God's word trumps your responsibility of confidence and you know mm-hmm. if you're if he's if that person isn't handling the problem and it's not going away then you're to take two or more that, with a, you that's a red flag in itself right yeah. that, like you got to keep yeah. this in confidence he asked right. us to keep it in confidence and no one should ask you to keep something in confidence that isn't going away because biblically the bible trumps what he's asking and what's, we what's the difference between keeping something in confidence mm-hmm. and gossiping Is it okay for me to listen to your concerns mm-hmm. <laughs> about someone else? You know, these are the no. things that we we learn as we go mm-hmm. through the Christian mm-hmm. life and we go through circumstances like yeah. we went through. Mm-hmm. 
you you would never do that again, mm-hmm. ever. You're not going to be fooled by that. <laughs> no. Ever no. again. No. <laughs> and so you can say what you just said. Mm-hmm. You can say, hold on. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's not right. Mm-hmm. But I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. Right. And talk to this mm-hmm. person. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? Being proactive about it. Yeah, and if they're unwilling, unwilling to do that, then... Then they're the problem. What's the problem here? Right. Right. And you've, you've preached about our oikos... Uh, yeah. in the past and um i think that you know learning that he wanted us to keep everything a secret um that doesn't coincide with the the family the oikos of you know carrying one another's burdens and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff so i mean we didn't have the opportunity to do that with with other people and and hear them say nobody we we didn't have anybody to say you need to go talk to john mm-hmm because it was something we were just carrying ourselves. You were asked to. Yeah. Well, and it was so tight-knit, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it was us mm-hmm. and them. And, I mean, we did so much together. Mm-hmm. And so when we're not being, when you're not being poured, when you're only being poured into by one person, that it's easy, I think, for that person to become somewhat of an idol that is on mm-hmm. some kind of shelf that you're listening to or whatever. It's good to have advice from multiple people. And of course, like Stacey with, said, with many counselors, to, there is victory. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going back to I've God's read word. someplace. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere it says. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you like moving forward? Um, how do you, in, in terms of if, if we can talk about loyalty in, uh, to a person, which is not the focus here. I want to make sure that we hear that. The, mm-hmm. the focus isn't loyalty to a person like me or mm-hmm. Pastor Rick or Pastor Jeremy or anything like that. But uh, to for the sake of helping our people as they're listening to this, how do you balance the necessity of holding our pastors accountable at the same time of supporting them? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Because that's a fine line. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you can pipe in too whenever you want. I mean, you grew up in the church. You th- this is your church as much as anybody's. So let's, if you if something come to mind, let's hear your perspective. You know, someone from the younger generation. <laughs> these, two are, these two hey, people just are, in the, are in the middle and aging generation. I'm I'm long gone, but <laughs> somebody from the younger generation who's still breathing. <laughs> I think COVID was a good, <clears throat> another good practice mm-hmm. of, of balancing that because there's so many disagreements on how to handle, mm-hmm. um, handle that. And I just wrote down that my job is to honor and submit to my pastors and my elders. Um, not that it has to be blind, but out of my love for Christ and my faith and faithfulness, that's what I'm called to do. Um, I can love you and I can trust you. And if there's a real concern, I can go to you just like you told me. I should come to you and talk about when I'm upset about something. And um, and you do. Yeah, well. That Twice was... a week. <laughs> <laughs> we have a regular schedule. Are you ever. talking about talking to Jesse or talking to me? I'm... Oh, I need a lot of counseling. <laughs> I think one of the things that's so important is that if we're not loyal to Christ... Uh, or and are just let's say loyal to John. Then when John leaves Sun Valley, then so does 
like the power behind the church, right? Mm -hmm. And so us being loyal to Christ and loyal to Sun Valley is whoever is there, which has been interesting as our children get older, thinking, you know, about them going to different churches in different towns or... Um, how could they possibly How could they do possibly? That? Because there's no church better than Sun Valley. Um, I think that it's important for them to recognize, too, that we're, we're loyal to Sun Valley because the word is being preached, because we love the people here, and because this is where Christ has us. And so recognizing that our, our focus is not on how great John is, but how great Christ is, and that John is using his gifts that God has given him to teach us and to help us in our walk with the Lord. I think that the more that we focus on, I think it's easy if you start being loyal to just a person, that's how things kind of crumble quickly, mm -hmm. which is what happened to us. I mean, we were loyal to them. Right. And when things went bad, it was Can, very does, difficult for us. Yeah, mm -hmm. to break out of that. Right. Right, and see clearly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So do you remember um, Acts 17 when when there were some people called the Bereans and they challenged Paul's authority. Mm -hmm. you remember that? What was it based on? What was their challenge based on? Do you remember that? It's, it's uh, Acts 17, um, somewhere in the very first few verses. Um, was it customs? No, they, they, they came they to Paul and... and Search the word. They search the word to see if what he was saying was true. Mm -hmm. So their their accountability. They held Paul accountable based on their the word of God, like you were saying earlier, Jesse. The doctrine, discernment. Um. So here, here's here's my suggestion, and we can discuss this. You support the pastoral staff and the elders here as long as they're being true to the word. Mm -hmm. When that stops, you get rid of them. Well, John, as as you were talking earlier, I was I was reminded of Acts 20 and and Paul's yeah. exhortation to the Ephesian elders. Mm -hmm. And he says this. He says, "Pay careful to pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God which he obtained with his own blood." I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will rise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night and day to admonish everyone with tears. And he kind of goes on to explain his own ministry, what he's doing there. But but that, that very thing of... Mm -hmm. of there's there's going to be fierce wolves that are going to come in, and there's also going to be guys that are rising up through the ranks, even in your church, that are going to start speaking twisted things that that have wrong motives. That have wrong motives, and that so familiar. Yeah, exactly right. So so Paul's exhortation is: be on guard, watch yourselves, and then if that starts happening, then then there's obvious issues. Um, so yeah in that podcast it came up about um well maybe i'm not sure it was that podcast but it was macarthur was talking about um, the value of raising up men in the church to lead from your church mm -hmm. was that in that podcast mm -hmm. and then you i was thinking of you jeremy because it's humanly it's so easy to love and trust you because we've known you hmm. and so i could see the value of 
raising up leaders in the church versus, you know, hiring them from wherever that guy came from. Not that that's wrong, but I see. No, but there, there's some significant value in longevity of ministry, right? Yeah. So um, the fact that, that your pastors, I mean, Rick's been here 12 years already in May. 12 years. And Jeremy, I think, was born in this church. I'm not sure. He was, what, 11, really? Seriously. I was 11, yeah. You were 11 when we started the mm-hmm. church. 13 now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 14, 14. 14. It's amazing how it works, but yeah. it's so weird. Well, I was just going to say that that was part of um, what John MacArthur said, is that church doesn't get destroyed from the outside. It gets destroyed from the inside. Right. Mm. I think, too, one of the things that we can do to help our pastors is to encourage them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that you guys hear plenty of things that people don't like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it's important as the church body that we're holding you up. I mean, you have a very important job that is hard. And um, I think that it's important that we remind you that we appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why we did this podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, what else do you want to say? No. <laughs> no, it's true. The, 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 the beauty of, of Christ Church is how well it functions when we just submit to Christ, mm-hmm. when we submit to the Lord and to his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just seems to mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm. you know? When, when you love the church, when you love Christ and you truly love your church, you want it to run well and uh, that has opened my this whole situation has opened my eyes because i i want you to lead well mm-hmm. so it's easy and, to and pray for you it's easy to encourage you mm-hmm. and it's harder to complain yeah yeah and and the pastors want to lead well right i mean you're not a shepherd if you don't mm-hmm. you, you don't you're not you're not doing what you've been called to do as a shepherd in Christ church if you're self-serving in, in any way, whether for financial reasons or a claim or whatever the motives might be for, you know, faulty pastoring. But uh, so mm-hmm. you can you can trust me if I stay faithful to the word and I can trust my call to ministry and ministry here with you folks, knowing that that you're supportive and encouraging, not not, not describing perfection here because we're talking about a painful, sinful experience. That's what, that's what this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. But what we've learned from it mm-hmm. is so crucial that I think our that's why we we wanted to come and talk about this. Mm-hmm. Jesse wouldn't have come if there wasn't a good reason to do do the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he told me earlier he was coming for the snacks. Yeah, but <laughs> still looking Which for him. <laughs> Well, um, I think this has been good, Jeremy, um, to talk about these things, even though uh, they're difficult and bring up some, you know, painful memories. And I and I hope Sun Valley that you don't you don't hear us um, uh, wrongly and bad mouthing anything or anyone, but just hopefully trying to help you see the the immense importance of of following Christ and, 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 uh, you know, doing our part in keeping the unity of the faith and the body mm-hmm. of peace. As Paul told. Well, yeah. Jesus. And I, thinking about it too, this, 
there's a whole new generation of people in our church since since those events have taken place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is encouraging to hear from you guys as as a new flock of people have come through Sun Valley or in Sun Valley as these high school kids are now going into college and they're experiencing church. Well, 50% you know. of our congregation is different now than yeah. when all this went down. Yeah, At exactly. At least 50%, maybe more. Exactly. And they don't know what happened. They don't, right. you know, they, I don't know that they need to, but they now know the goodness of God mm-hmm. towards this church mm-hmm. and in keeping us afloat, you know, blessing us with spiritual growth here, at least in this room. Mm-hmm. And, and I know more than that, obviously there's a few other families that were, you know, crushed by this thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just looking at, at what the Holy spirit has accomplished through this heartache is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some belly, like you say, the younger generation that's coming, even the, the older folks that have come since that time, mm-hmm. we've have we have a few of those, it's it's this hopefully encourages them who might be listening hey the lord has been faithful here mm-hmm. even though satan has had his claws in you know in us at one point in the past he's mm-hmm. the lord has won the battle again mm-hmm. and will continue to do so he will mm-hmm. yeah and that this doesn't mean there won't be more hard times because there will be mm-hmm. you know didn't they say at the end of that podcast that if your church hasn't been through something like this, you should hope it does. Yeah, just wait. Just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just wait. it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. Right, because it, it was good. It, it's, it's so much good. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If yeah. it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger, right? So. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know going. That's a Bible verse. Isn't going, that? going back to your, oh. <laughs> going back to your your sermon a few weeks ago, John, of you know desperate situations mm-hmm. lead to desperate measures, yeah. and so. When we get to those points in in the church, it it leads us to the point where we we actually have to run to Christ and right. and plead for Him. So, and I and I think that's what happened here with oh, with the priests and the Benedettis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is they, it's like, what in the world happened? Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let's get to Christ as soon as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's the straightest route from here to Him. Let's go. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing your story and and uh, helping us think through what it means to be loyal to to the church and to Christ. And yeah, it was very encouraging. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome, well, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tim, any last words of wisdom or? I think I'm good. <laughs> You are good, Tim. (laughs) You are. (laughs) Well, church, we love you. We look forward to being with you this Sunday and next week on The Voice of the Valley. Have a great day.